Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey everyone and welcome back to the HA podcast. It's me, Danny. I'm here with a special guest today. We have the lovely Natasha Tomlin and she is an integrative nutritionist, I believe. I'm going to get her to tell um, you guys do a way better job than me uh, who she is and what she does, but I'm excited to have her on here because she's going to talk to us a bit about something we actually haven't spoken about really at all, which is breath work. We spend a lot of time talking about on the show, like nutrition, eating, stress, just getting through the process, all of which are things that 
Natasha, or do you prefer Tash? What do you go for? Uh, Tash or Tasha? I don't mind. Tasha. All right, I'll do that. I'll switch now. Um, all things that she absolutely can, and we probably will talk about a little bit, but it will be cool to do a focus session on like how you guys can implement breath work because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just like what does it even mean mm. you know what I'm saying so welcome to the show Tash will you tell us a bit about you yeah thank you so much so I'm Tash and I'm a breathwork healer and also a integrative nutrition health coach so I kind of got more into this space and pivoted my coaching towards helping people with hyperbolic amenorrhea because um, I've been through that basically like I guess everyone kind of does um, makes their kind of their passion their pain so yeah I went through hyperbolic amenorrhea after stopping the pill it took me around about two years after stopping the pill from getting my period back and the reason I went down the breathwork rabbit hole was because I started incorporating that um, when I felt quite stuck um, with my recovery, didn't really, felt like I was doing all the right things, but didn't really know what was wrong, why I wasn't getting my period. So I started doing breathwork and I believe that that was quite pivotal for me um, getting my period back basically. Yeah, I'm excited to learn about that. It's not something I know a whole lot about, but I do see the huge benefits in the mental shifts mm. and the bodily shifts when when people can stop hyper focusing on just the eating more and the not working out and actually do some things that seem to make a physiological and psychological shift inside of them. Mm-hmm. Sounds like this is really important. What exactly is breath work though? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So breath work is an active meditation basically. And there's two different kind of stresses. So let's start with that. So the first is eustress and the second is de-stress. So eustress is like a positive stressor. So that is when our body and mind know that we can uh, handle the challenge basically. So this could be like the first day at your new job. So that's classed as eustress. And then de-stress is where we're like shallow breathing in our chest. We've got anxiety and it's your like typical stressed out kind of motion. So breathwork puts you in a eustress for a temporary period of time while you're doing the active breathing. As soon as you stop the active breathing, it kind of shifts you into a meditative state where that actually helps decrease your de-stress. And this helps you... um, kind of deal with everyday stresses it makes you more resilient to everyday stresses in life and it also breath work alkalizes the body so we're quite acidic through stress uh chronic inflammation even hormonal imbalances too actually um, and shallow breathing again with through the chest we're quite acidic and breath work alkalizes the body and that's really um optimal for loads of different body functions basically in a nutshell I didn't, yeah, so there's eustress and there's de-stress, mm. which is different to de-stressing. Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Like distress. No, I was like, it took me a second. I was like, yeah, no, de-stress. Okay. With an I, not an E. With an Distress. I. Yeah, yeah. Okay. De-stress, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. So when it comes to um, implementing something like this, so a lot of us, especially in you're susceptible to HA, right? We're mm. high, high achievers going through HA is a stressor. 
we're, we're breathing short. We're breathing in our chest. We're getting mm-hmm. super tight. I know my whole like upper back check chest neck region is like yeah. tight in this little ball. Me but <laughs> I did recently, probably like in recent years, start focusing more on breathing into my stomach, which mm-hmm. is something that I have to lean on all the time in difficult conversations. For me, it's like difficult conversations is the thing that comes up. Um, I'm like a manager. I manage a lot of people just like I get news that like makes me feel uncomfortable and I have to rely on my breathing. Mm. And it's been so interesting to realize that that's not automatic for me. And I like, I have to eventually, like sometimes I get better at doing automatically. I'm like, Oh, I'm already doing it. Um, and create like choosing to create a shift in mm. my body, I do it, but I don't really know why I do it. And I don't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. happening when, yeah. Tell me what's happening when I can control my breathing mm. and then tell me like about how to control my breathing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically a lot of us are shallow breathers. So chest break breathing mm-hmm. basically um, but even if you look at babies, they breathe through their belly and that's turned on our parasympathetic mode. So our rest and digest mode. So it's really important um, to be breathing through your belly, basically, as much as you can. And it really chills us out. And I really struggled when I first started. Um, I just found it so hard to expand my belly, like really, really hard. I had to practice and I've got much better at it now. Um, so, yeah, it's just really beneficial. There's um there's loads of other benefits to breath work too if you want me to it's just how we're meant to breathe right yeah exactly yeah. it's how we are, we're naturally meant to breathe um and even if say if you got like you just said like you get told some bad news or you're, you're upset you kind of hold your breath a little bit um and you push them mo- then like emotions down as well all, all gets trapped inside your body um sometimes yeah we don't we don't let emotions out and yeah, they literally stay inside of our body. Yeah, which is, you know, which a lot of people might think is a bit woo-woo, right? But yeah. when we allow ourselves to trap everything inside, it can make us kind of sick. Like, what's your what's your mm-hmm. take on that? Do you believe in that? Oh, totally. Um, so one of the things that actually got me into breath work was um, I started doing it just for stress management. I found that it really helped me get into a meditative state, really out of my head and into my body, which I was so into my head. And I suppose a kind of typical HA, I guess you're kind of always on the go and thinking about this and that. And it just really zones you out of that and gets you into your body. And one of the sessions that I was doing Um, I felt like an intense swirling sensation in my belly my lower belly area it was like swirling in a circle um, quite fast as well I could feel and I kind of was like oh I wonder what that is and then five days later I came on my first recovery period after not having my period for two years after stopping the pill and I believe that that was kind of moving stagnant energy in my body I felt it generally move in my body that energy that was trapped there within my sacral area like womb space area and yeah just had that release yeah. and I've had emotional releases through breath work as well and again I'm quite I'm quite a person that holds it all in I don't really cry at things I try and be big and strong um but yeah I've had like flashbacks to my childhood and I've um like cleared some healing around that and cried and I see it with clients as well um they just cry and they're like I don't know why I'm crying and it's just we hold everything into our body and it's just 
we're pushing our minds out of the way and our body is just releasing it's surrendering and it's letting go yeah I'm sure this is you know why so many people also find things like acupuncture and reiki and Mm. stuff to be impactful for them because they're holding so much inside yeah it's um it's it's amazing okay let's rewind for a little bit what is your background with HA like what what's your story what happened Mm-hmm. So I just stopped the pill randomly. I felt like I didn't want to kind of put synthetic hormones inside of me anymore. Stopped the mm-hmm. pill mid-pack, didn't come on my period and um, did loads of different tests as you do, blood tests, um, internal exam, external exam, MRI scan, all came back as fine. Progesterone challenge, I didn't bleed, but everything was apparently fine and normal. And they just said for me to go back on the pill to jumpstart and regulate my cycles, which is always fun to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I felt like that was totally not the route I wanted to go. So I started looking into different things, found HA and felt like it kind of resonated, but I felt like I wasn't that severe. So mm. I felt like um, I don't have an eating disorder and I'm not underweight. And I don't work out extremely like I'm not an athlete. So it really can't be me. Um, that kind of that kind of feeling. And then I just kind of took a step back, I suppose, and properly analyzed myself and my life and realized that I was working out um, like four times a week. And I was kind of in a stressed state. I was coming home from work, stressed out, going to the gym, not really eating much. Yeah, like working out, all- not fueled. Yeah, 100%. And then coming back about 9pm by the time I came back from the gym and was stressed out, like I had to eat and I'm just like overly hungry now. So that didn't help. Um, I I was quite good with eating. Like I was eating a, a good amount, Um, definitely kind of over the 2000 mark a day. But obviously it wasn't enough for me what I was doing. And I still had those rigid mindsets. So I would only like eat what I would call at that time junk food at the weekend like ice cream or whatever only at the weekend and only allow myself to eat at certain times in the day have chewing gum all the time to obviously Mm. now I know suppressing my hunger cues um so all of that and then stress was a major factor that sometimes I feel like that's overlooked and um Uh, even my friends they were all like I think it's just stress like you are just generally a stress head I think it's mainly that (laughs) and I kind of agree I I always kind of needed to plan things and um yeah it was never spontaneous and everything had to be to the time in so yeah stress was a major thing for me so that's why I went down the meditation route breathwork route and kind of helped to heal me that way really and then I finally got my period back (laughs) Got it. We're similar in that case of like the slight denial phase, just based mm. on, oh, I don't have an eating disorder. I'm not like crazy low weight. Yeah. And then, yeah, having to look at your lifestyle and be like, well, I do do that. And I do like suppress my appetite with coffee or chewing gum, like you yes. said. And mm, maybe I am of- more sensitive than I realize I am. Totally. But then you kind of like look at other people as well. And you have that comparison, don't you, of like, the, well, they work out and they don't eat as much. So oh, why am I getting this? I can 100% see a place where the routine you were just describing just mm-hmm. sounds like normal. And in yeah. fact, what you should be doing, like a good, Apparently, a good yeah. woman, you know, finishes work and goes to the gym and she eats a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's genetics slightly as well. My mom lost her period when um, 
she lost a bit of weight, lost a period as well. And then even since getting my cycles back, they have been regular. And But then I've had the odd ones where I've added in a bit too much exercise. And I've, again, my ovulation has run away from me again. because I'm always tracking that. So I even think now I'm sensitive and it's been like a year and I'm still a bit. Yeah, 100%. Our body's energy requirements, our stress needs, epigenetics, all of those things, mm-hmm. um, you know, are definitely genetic related. And that's, that makes perfect sense when you see it in other areas, like uh, the highest level athletes, you know, in the world give birth to other great little athletes. Mm. It's just like, may make sense that we would get a lot of this from our parents and our family. And I look at my mom and she, she didn't ever lose her cycle, but she was in never, you know, the stress head that I was and never like the overachieving freak (laughs) that like I felt I needed to be. And so I can see those differences and how I'm so much like her physically. We look alike and we have similar tendencies um personality wise but when it comes to the world that I grew up in versus the world she grew up in they're just completely different like Mm. in the 70s I don't know when your mom grew up but my mom grew up in like the 60s and 70s and she definitely just got a different message right like women were not expected quote unquote, right, to work out back then to the degree that we do now. Back Mm -hmm. then it was like do an aerobics tape. Yeah, exactly. You know, and now we should be doing multiple hours a day, supposedly. Yeah, Yeah. intense pressure on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know what they were like mentally to themselves, I guess, because we put a lot of stress on ourselves to look a certain way as well. Um, I guess they didn't have that and they didn't have as much social media or any social media kind of thing as well definitely the social media piece 100 percent. yeah and like the the amount of you know movies and tv shows and just Mm. like how often you know perfect looking people are displayed to them is interesting and when I hear my mom talk about the things that she tried to keep up with right it was like her hair was always dead straight and it was hard Mm. for her to get a perm yeah it's like these are the these are the things that were more of a tribulation way less stressful yeah for her totally. than it has been for us yeah then like if you've got a fire gap for instance or whatever just yeah kind of ridiculous I, like I yeah. wish my problem was that I couldn't perm my hair the way everyone else yeah <laughs> but I'm also thankful that straight hair is has been in for the past like 20 years yeah so got a lot of straight hair yeah <laughs> um okay awesome to learn a little bit about your background and have people be able to just sort of like connect and resonate with you so what breath work did you start with or do you start people with because I know that you work with girls with HA like what's what's the number one go-to strategy here mm-hmm. so I'm trained in um, breath work where it's three part breath so we start off slow um especially if anyone has like anxiety and things like that you make sure the start off the breath really slow and it's a three part breath where you're breathing into your belly making your belly really nice and big expanded a little tiny bit more into your chest and then you're exhaling out the mouth and all of it some of your mouth open 
Um, and if you are pregnant, which I know you are, um, you should consult your doctor before doing this type oh. of breath work as well. How come? Just so you know. Um, I think it's just because of the oxygen um, and the carbon dioxide balance, it changes that. Um, so I guess it might change the amount of oxygen for that particular amount of time to the oh, baby. Did I'm you do sure. like a little bit of not like restrictive breathing necessarily, but you change the pattern of your breathing. Yeah. It gets a lot of carbon dioxide out. Um, so yeah, that's why as well, you can feel a bit tingly and things like that, which I guess if you're pregnant, you just don't really want to be. I mean, they don't want you doing anything different ever. But then, yeah, I suppose it's just a caveat as well to make sure. I don't know if they've done, I don't know if they've done much studies actually on pregnant women with it i'm not entirely sure it's probably really not because it's generally yeah. unethical to do most studies mm, exactly so it's probably not so it's just to be on the safe side i guess got it hey do you know what your blind spots are as in do you know what it is what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. Um, yeah, but I've had like clients with a lot of breakthroughs. Like there was one recently where um she didn't even last the full session it was only after a few songs and she just burst out into tears and like if hysterically um and afterwards she said it was because she had feelings of like worthiness come up to for her and feeling not worthy enough and not good enough and she was just saying um basically like comforting herself and they were all kind of disappearing so it really unlocks your subconscious as well which is really interesting to see that play out and again I feel like that's that's helpful for HA when you feel like you're not good enough and you need to be a certain size and things like that to unlock those beliefs just doing a little breathwork session even yes 
So we're uh, we're super huge over here on doing the mental work. We're like, Mm. HA recovery is relatively simple. We say this a lot, like eat more, rest more. And that's like that protocol is quite simple. Mm. It's the mental piece that can be really challenging. Mm. And that's challenging. I have seen many women do some kind of breath work. What's like the yoga that people go to and they do? It's like pranayama? Yeah, maybe maybe because they do a Um, lot of like nostril breathing yeah and they do it really fast oh like yeah a fire one I can't think if people are listening to us that know and they're just like oh my god yeah we'll say yeah well yeah I've had a lot of people cry yeah a lot of people have just what feels like spontaneous crying because Mm. so many of us and as HAs we are very susceptible to just bottling that shit up Mm -hmm. um so it sounds like that as a piece to go along with the inner work and mental work that you're that you're trying to do sound they sound like a really great companion Mm. to each other yeah yeah that's why I love to incorporate it as well within coaching um I always make it optional but everyone usually says yes to be honest and that they do include breath work and yeah just for that stress relief management management as well um, it's great for anxiety, mental clarity, even your like digestion because it helps alkalize the body, mm. your rest and digest, helps with that. Um, loads of different things, really. Your Caucasian rhythm, there's many, many benefits. I feel like everyone can benefit from doing a bit of breath work in their life, really. Yeah. And is breath work always something in like a specific situation or a setting and you almost like a class or a, there is there also a piece of it that you just incorporate into everyday life and yeah so you could just take some nice deep breaths to be honest Mm. through your belly um without anyone there and just kind of zone out and kind of get in a meditative space with the breath work that I do um with the belly chest excel it is nice to have someone guiding you just to make sure that it's kind of like a safe container you've got that person there you've got them constantly talking to you making sure you're doing it correctly as well but you can do it by yourself um usually we recommend probably like 10 minutes kind of thing um if you're doing it by yourself as well because you like to feel supported as well if something comes up for you something really triggering comes up some memory or anything like that um or any panics panicking moments then you've got someone there to guide you through so it is quite, um, especially for like a longer session. The sessions usually are about half an hour of active breathing. And then you have about three songs afterwards that are in like a meditative state. Okay, cool. So for the first half, it's important to be like present and alert while you're doing what you're doing. For me, as the person guiding them or the actual person? The actual person. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you get into a little trance-like state, um, as you're doing it at the beginning, you feel quite resistant to it. I suppose it's a different breath. You're not really used to doing it. So you feel a bit resistant and then your mind kind of does just shut off and you can feel tingly as well. So you can feel tingly in your hands. Again, it's just like the energy moving and the um, change of your oxygen to carbon dioxide. Um, And also like things like tetany, which is like kind of a crab hand, they call it, where your hands can feel a little bit tight which can be just because you're exhaling too viciously 
but it also can on like an energetic level mean that um you're holding on to something like what are you what are you trying to hold on to what your body wants to release but you're gripping hold of so you just need to surrender and relax which I think is also helpful for HA in respect of surrendering and relaxing because I don't think in general typically we're not that great at surrendering to the moment um so it can be quite hard to get into it at first but it's definitely helped me with surrendering to everyday moments really yeah this is what I like about it for HA is actually is that I know it would just be so hard for the vast majority of people at the very beginning mm. um, that it, because it is hard to let go right it's like a great analogy is many of us are trying to recover with a very tight grip mm. on our past beliefs or on our current beliefs honestly about like what it means to be worthy and what's actually going to bring them happiness and all of those things and like letting go of that is really 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 hard so it does make sense that to get someone to sit down and do like a breathwork session um not everyone's immediately there many people get to a point where they're like i'll try everything or anything yeah. or um you know over the time of their process they're just like dipping their toe into different things and eventually they get to a point where they totally want to try mm -hmm. you know more holistic and even spiritual type ways of getting their cycle back and then there's definitely people who do it the opposite way and they're like i'm gonna try breath work before i try making changes to my diet and yeah you know, it goes like both ways but Ooh, yeah it totally does yeah so I, I like it for everyone yeah for me it kind of felt like I didn't have I kind of hit a road bump I guess mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing all the things um stopped working out for ages eating more and my boyfriend has done breath work for ages and he's always said do breath work do breath work and I was just not bothered about even trying and then I just randomly on my own like intuition just did it um and then absolutely loved it and then it just progressed from there with the sensations, the swelling sensations in my belly and then obviously my period. Um, so, yeah, I think as well, it, it's good when you feel like you have come to the edge and you're like, I don't know what else to do in my recovery. Yeah. I feel like sometimes that can just bump you over if you can release surrender for the stress management aspect. Um, yeah, I, can, I do think it's pretty beneficial. Yeah. Well, question for you then. So we get a lot of girls I can try meditation and all that stuff, but I just like, I'm doing it. And I think this is a huge waste of time mm -hmm. and there's things that I could be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Because that is, I've had that sort of complaint reported a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to do that kind of thing because I'm sitting there judging it. I think it's a waste of time. It's not working. And they, they can't really like surrender to it and truly try it. And they don't, they don't fully bought in what, would you say to someone because there's someone listening right now who's just like yeah but I just don't, don't freaking want to do it yeah well, I suppose it's always a practice isn't it meditation practice breathwork practice and also the word work in breathwork it's always going to be a bit of effort but with breathwork because I'm quite similar with meditation I feel like you need to really stick at it for it to become reasonably easy and kind of not switch your mind because that's not the point of breath uh, meditation but get into more of a flow with it but with breath work 
um it can be hard to start with but once you've gone over that hump and done like a song or two songs of that breathing your your mind kind of just shifts and you're you're just breathing without realizing you're breathing you've already got the pattern and then you get into that really meditative state at the end so I guess you have that instant um like benefits whereas with meditation you don't necessarily have an instant benefit then and there whereas you really do feel this inner peace and it's kind of like you're high in a way in certain ways it's like it's crazy and you can even just like go off into what feels like another planet um yeah it just really zones you out and you feel like deep inner peace so I guess yeah with the instant uh, gratification like gratification is that even the right word instant gratification like you get a you get yeah, a quick reward. Win yeah, for sure. I think that that is worth it just even doing that really. I've never regretted doing one. I've always been like, oh, and it makes me feel so much more present afterwards as well because mm-hmm. you've really slowed your mind down. So it's like, oh, wow, everything is much more here. Nice. Okay. I feel I feel bored into it. <laughs> um, Yay. So how would someone start? Like, where do you think they should go so that they can be most successfully introduced into this world um I guess there's some videos on YouTube that are reasonably short so you can do some of those that are probably like 10 to 15 minutes and you could just generally start with taking some deep belly breaths and just concentrating on your on your breath really but making sure they're really nice and deep um belly breaths but otherwise I would probably recommend getting a a proper session in as well and maybe after you've done that session and you've realized the breath technique and you know everything maybe you could go off and do little bits by yourself and just kind of incorporate it as much as often as as you can as often as you can Mm -hmm. I like to do breath work once a week and um, I kind of recommend that really Um, you can do it a little bit less but once a week is pretty perfect you know what you should do is you should like record not necessarily like a sample but like a session Mm. that would be great for us women as well yeah I'm sure you like customize it a little bit oh yeah um, every single time different playlist every time yeah to like I don't know record one that people can listen to and try out yeah I was thinking that like a little taster kind of thing yeah yeah I think it would be helpful I need more yeah because yeah sometimes people are scared to try or they don't really know if it's for them and yeah, like, they just like want um, to know what they're the getting toes. themselves into right <laughs> yeah yeah totally 100 percent. yeah i should do that to be honest <laughs> lead generator yeah cool um that's awesome okay this has been insightful i feel like i have learned how to get into it the value of it I think a lot of other people are listening and they're like yes I'm definitely struggling to let go of certain things I definitely feel like stress is a roadblock for me Mm. I feel like every single person at every stage has a huge piece of value to it and including people who have had recovery periods but are still seeing um who are still seeing like irregularities or mm-hmm. parts of their cycle not being optimized whenever I intake. Um, well, I only just started doing this to be honest. So it's not whenever, but recently as I've been intaking new clients, I mm-hmm. ask like, do you have a spiritual practice? Do you have oh, nice. some kind of stress management practice? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it's a no. 
So this sounds like a really cool way for people to, who are like not super interested in starting with deep meditation and things Mm -hmm. like that. This is cool because it's sort of active, interactive, Mm. but still brings you into meditative state and gets, like you were saying, that quick win, that instant gratification at the end. Yeah. And it's got the physical benefits. So the, the real life benefits, like your, um, your, immune system your stress management anxiety Mm. depression that kind of thing and then yeah it can be flipped on its head and you've got the spiritual side where you can actually get like downloads um and just like new ideas and things like that but obviously you don't have to go into that the spiritual side of it you can just get the super deep peace aspect of it so is it better in the evening or the morning or it doesn't really matter literally doesn't matter um i don't know really I'm, i'm trying to think when i would like to to do it I like doing it in the evening, but literally whenever I've done it in the morning before, before breakfast, and that's not a good idea. Um, you just get ridiculously tingly. Um, I did anyway, like it just wasn't very nice feeling. So definitely have something in your belly, but not too full. You shouldn't, um, you should wait about an hour. If you're going to eat and make sure you've eaten an hour before doing the breathwork class as well. Good tip. Good to know. (laughs) Yes. Sick. I find it interesting as well, just randomly come to my mind that um, whatever you kind of comes up for you in breath work, it kind of reflects your life too. So at the start, I was very fidgety. So my like legs were laying down because you lay flat and then I'd put my legs up and then I'd move them side to side. I'm constantly like fidgeting around and that kind of reflects in my life, especially back then when I was always on the go and I just couldn't sit still and just agitated. Um, so yeah, you can definitely you definitely pick out things that show up in your real life as well. If you're really resistant to keeping still or even when it starts to become a little bit hard, your mouth gets a little tiny bit dry. You might be like, oh, I'm stopping now. But where does that show up in your life where as soon as it gets a little bit hard, you just back off. So again, it just helps you become more resilient to things in life. Mm, yeah, I like that. It shows that you are like stuck in your comfort zone kind of thing. Mm, yeah. Um, Oh, I had a, a question based on that and it came and it went. Oh, hate that. that. Always happens to me, always. It's the worst. It's the worst. Um, damn it. I'm not sure if my memory's got better from getting my period back. I always blamed my memory on that. Like, you know, <laughs> I haven't got my period. <laughs> I don't feel I think, it's got any better. <laughs> I think you're just saying that. I think it triggered me to almost remember what I was oh, going to Yeah. Okay. This is what it was. It's um, don't you think it's cool or interesting to see that so many of us think that we as a person are like erratic and all over the place and fidgety. And then, and so like, that's just the way that we are, mm. but it's not actually true. Well, it's and when not we, true self at all. No, when we go down this path and when we try these things, you start to realize you do absolutely have the capacity to slow down. Oh, 100%. And even like on a spiritual level, just right at the end, like the amount of like the pure bliss that you feel, it's just like your actual um, like pure consciousness, I guess, like your true self. Like that's how you're meant to be. You're not meant to be like, oh, what am I having, what am I having for dinner? Blah, 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 blah. Like your mind shouldn't be going off on one constantly. And it's, it's just yeah. kind of blank at the end. And it's like, this is what it should be. It's just crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm the most person that has so many things going on in my mind. And yeah, it's just it always 
it flips me over on my head basically if that's even the right term <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I, I think it's really cool probably one of the most important things out of anyone's journey with HA right is that you know we're not just looking for this physiological like getting our period back thing mm. the vast majority of us need our fundamental change mm-hmm. in you know how we walk through life and how we allow our mind to be going around in circles and always thinking about what's happening in the next hour and what's my next meal going to be and mm-hmm. um you know re- you mentioned at the very beginning like you were never spontaneous like that's a theme mm with all of us is like we hate spontaneous super Mm -hmm. rigid and that's just not meant to be a part of life like we should kind of just be waking up and going with the flow and like this is what I feel like doing and oh it's lunchtime I almost like didn't even realize cool like let's go get some food um more as a whole more as a whole person basically 100% yeah and this sounds like a really great way to be on track to that and we don't talk about it enough on the show so I appreciate mm. No worries. Thank you. Where can yeah. people find out about you and learn more about you? Um, so Instagram might be the best place. So at whole.heartily.tash is probably the main one. I've got a website, but that's probably the main one. Yeah, awesome. So people can come and hang out. And um, how else do you work with women with AJ? So I do one-on-one coaching right now. Um, usually for a three month period and I incorporate breath work as optional but it's included within that like I said I feel like everyone can benefit from it yeah I mean you're trained in it you see it's a benefit why would you not make all of your clients do it (laughs) yeah yeah I definitely try to classic well thank you thanks so much anything else you wanted to share with us before we sign off today um I think that's kind of it really just that um yeah just if, if people are want to try it at all then just reach out to me i'll be happy to give people a little taster awesome well thank you so much tash i really appreciate having you on the show i hope you have a really great day and thanks everyone else for listening thank you hey there it's me danny and i want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions 
make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural this is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net 
with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.